0: the Healing Room with Evangeline Hemrick. Inside the Healing Room with Evangeline is presented by XO Wellness, a healing practice using homeopathy, flower essence, and holistic life guidance for a happier, healthier you. Go to XOWellness.com forward slash healing room. For 15% off your first consult, healing jewelry, or product. I am so excited to have Carrie Hamilton, owner of Exo Wellness, in the healing room with me today. This is a two part interview, and we actually have a bonus additional um, third part available for our new patreon patrons and subscribers so if you choose to check out the patreon page that is brand new that i'll be talking about a little bit more but you can go to inside the healing room at patreon and support the podcast when you do that there's all kinds of special exclusive offerings for things that you can't get anywhere else for the people who Really believe in the show and want to support it. I say thank you so much. Check out our Patreon page and look for all kinds of exciting new things that'll be offered ongoing. And it's just at the $2 a month supporter level, which does a whole lot to help me keep the podcast going. And so thank you. Thank you for all of our subscribers and supporters. Carrie is just an amazing healer a dear friend of mine and i've been wanting to interview her for quite a while because her extensive knowledge of healing techniques the way that she sees clients all over the world is so inspiring i think for other healers to see that you don't even have to be in one place you don't have to be in one healing room like i am most of the time you can be global and still help a lot of people and make a living as a practitioner. If you've ever been interested in homeopathy, like I have been, this interview will probably clarify and simplify some things. I know for a long time, even as many years as I've been in the healing arts, homeopathy was sort of mysterious to me. (laughs) When I would hear my homeopath friends talking, it always sounded like Harry Potter language or something. But Carrie does a great job at breaking down how to be effective with simple homeopathic remedies for your family. And that's very empowering. And at the same time, she is just a wealth of information because she's a continual student, always learning about healing, like I am. I met her when I used to direct a three year energy healing school called the School of Esoteric Healing. Back when she enrolled in that program and I met her, <laughs> the teachers and and her fellow classmates we all called her the encyclopedia because she's just a treasure chest of information about wellness, healing, consciousness, and she so generously shares the information that she has found to be effective. She is an internationally known holistic healer. Her approach to healing is using diverse alternative. Medicine modalities ranging from the sacred healing of ancient cultures to cutting edge personal development technologies, homeopathy, flower, gem, and light essences, which we'll get into in the interview, hands on healing and energy medicine intertwined with her holistic life guidance counseling. These are the pillars of her practice. Carrie also works with patients in collaboration with integrative medical doctors as a master homeopathic clinician. Please welcome the beautiful, wonderful Carrie Hamilton to the show. Thank you so much for being here with me, my wonderful friend, Carrie Hamilton. Oh, I'm so excited. Thank you for inviting me. I have wanted to do this for so long. And first of all, I have to thank you for all your support and help with getting me started with the podcast, because. You were the one. You were the one that helped me and, and got it all going in the beginning.
1: So thank you so much. <laughs> it it's been so much fun to be part of the journey and, and watch it grow and, and manifest into a tangible thing. It's so cool. I'm so happy for you. And for all of you out there,
0: when you've heard the intro, where on a lot of the episodes, it'll say sponsored by XO Wellness. Well. Exo Wellness is your company, and I, I would love yes. for you to talk about that a little bit and let people know a little bit more about it.
1: Oh, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm honored to be one of your sponsors and, and share my voice through you and through your platform, so happy to, happy to talk about anything about it. It's been kind of a wild journey as well.
0: And in the intro, you know, lots of times where I say um, flower essences and holistic life guidance, homeopathy. A lot of people out there might be like, what is that?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that is such a good point. um, Because homeopathy is definitely getting more of a voice uh, in American culture. It's had a pretty big voice in other parts of the world, like India and England and Germany and France and different countries for a long time. And it's definitely been coming to the forefront not only through practitioners but just the the aisle at your local stores with the boiron products a lot of people get at whole foods or even some of the combination remedies that people get for teething or the flu or common cold are showing up on shelves in different places so i have a lot of people often think like doing homeopathy includes giving vitamins and counseling on diet and exercise and various things. And I think also because homeopathy is one of those modalities that a lot of practitioners have multiple tools in their box, you know, they might be an MD, they might be a dietitian already, they might be a yoga teacher, that someone might think that homeopathy includes yoga poses. And, and it can be part of the protocol, but it's not part of the homeopathic protocol. So lots of people use homeopathy, but they're not necessarily a practicing homeopath. And so, what I do is called classical homeopathy. And how that differentiates me is I almost 99.9% of the time will give a single remedy. And that differentiates me from a lot of the detox protocols that people are doing, where they might give you multiple remedies and tinctures. There are a lot of different lines out there that have. Um, these different kinds of tinctures that do multiple remedies in a jar. And that's not my style. It has its value and, you know, wonderful stuff happens with it. But I've chosen a path that falls under the the heading of classical homeopathy, where I give one remedy and it says little tiny white pellets that have the remedy on them. And you would take a single remedy for a period of time and see what kind of results happen with that. So that's kind of just the basic what I do in regards to differentiating with some of the other homeopaths.
0: Okay. I think that's really good for listeners to hear because I'll be honest. I mean, just even with as long as I've been a body worker and energy healer, I wasn't clear on how homeopathy worked and, and what it was. And now I have homeopath friends like you, and I'm able to learn more, but I do think a lot of people are, are confused sometimes. Yeah.
1: And it's, and it's funny often it's homeo what? homeo, huh? (laughs) It's just, uh, it's, it's a word that's thrown around. And like I said, can encompass a lot. And it's also a very different approach than some of the other healing protocols. And when I, you know, what I do with clients is I give them an opportunity to have just a free 10 minute, 15 minute phone consult with me. So they can tell me what they know about homeopathy and what they've experienced with it. So I can clarify what I'm going to offer so that they don't think, okay, I'm going to be Connected to a muscle testing machine, or it's going to look like this. And I let them know that a homeopathic session with me kind of feels like talk therapy because I ask questions that can also often be repetitive or kind of sound like something maybe a, another practitioner asked them or their therapist talked to them about. But I have a different goal with it in that um, I'm not necessarily analyzing them to make them fit into a diagnosis. I am truly trying to get an understanding of your essence, where your energy, your chi, your being, your spirit, the thing that encompasses you, where you are at that moment. For example, if you've had an injury, you're in a very different state if you've broken your leg than you were five days ago at yoga class. So I'm trying to understand what is going on with you, and then I match that to a remedy. And then that's kind of how I take the direction of, of what that experience can feel like for someone to sit down and share things from food cravings, to sleep positions, to the most difficult situation they may have experienced in life, to their dreams, to habits. So it really is getting that whole picture of a person.
0: How is it different to be a homeopath and to treat Homeopathically, like how is that different than being an herbalist? And are you an herbalist too? Oh, great
1: question. Thank you. Um, So, when I got introduced through my own healing process to homeopathy, I thought, oh man, I really want to study, study this. Let me find a school that offers homeopathy. And that led me to naturopathic schools, mostly on the West Coast, until I realized that they, in naturopathic, it's kind of encompasses herbalism would maybe fall under the naturopathic category and that I found that you, you treat the organs in a similar way. At least that was the introduction I was given and the experience I saw with it, that if I were to practice, for example, being an herbalist, that I might focus on detoxifying organs or even specifically looking at what's going on with the liver, what's going on with the kidneys. What's going on with the different parts of the body to then support that system? Kind of look at it as a systems approach. And again, herbalism also is a very broad category that people may practice in a homeopathic way and people may practice in a more allopathic way and just treating single organs and supporting those organs. So for me, do I want to support your liver and detoxification or your um, PMS to lessen? Absolutely but I don't do it in a system or organ-based approach. I really, in the purest form, want to see it from a holistic approach and see what's happening throughout your whole being, mind, body, spirit. And I also don't give the material form of the remedies. An herbalist would give you milk thistle, either in tincture form or pill form that you would take internally and then break down by the stomach. More topically. Homeopathic remedies are energetic. So there is no concern about can your stomach break that down? Do you have a digestive issue that wouldn't allow you to take this remedy? It's purely on the energetic level. And the reason you take them internally is because there, is a, are, there are a huge amount of meridians and energetic centers that are in your mouth. And so the mouth is one of the most efficient ways to get that information into your body.
0: Okay. And I mean, I know that you are so multidimensional in what you do and how you treat and you have a huge background in energy healing and energy work. I know that your relationship and work that you do with gemstones and how you create jewelry intuitively for people, these are all so far beyond traditional homeopathy, right?
1: Yes, absolutely. And and that's also been an interesting journey and experience of giving myself permission to bring my whole toolbox to that interaction, because I'm also trying to always respect where the person in front of me is coming from. And there might be some people that the concept of using a gemstone for healing is not a space they want to go into or the concept of energetic healing or that my hands are their own tools is not where they want to go with a session. So I'm, I'm in that interview. I also want to get a sense of the expectation of where they're coming from because in my best self, what I like to bring are all of those tools, which incorporates the understanding of frequencies and that which to me is also the core of homeopathy because ultimately we're expressing at a frequency be it at sound or light or vibration and having multiple entry points be it via doing energy work on someone or engaging with their chakras or talking to them about a dream in regards to you know what came through to them or maybe a spirit animal that they work with And also that doorway of using gems and crystals, again, is color, light, healing frequency are all like little beautiful creatures that come to support us as our elders and our healing team show up. So I love it when someone is open to bringing the whole toolbox and saying, hey, whatever shows up, I... I'm open to it. But of course, for me, it's that the uh, client's comfort level is priority. But in an ideal session, I would do a homeopathic interview and I would also get them on the table and do some energy work because there's so much more information that opens up in that space that may not open up just through traditional verbal communication. However, I do see for me and what I bring to it that I think the spoken word and being able to share your story and share where you feel stuck or your pain or your joy is, is a really essential part to that healing process where other people may feel they do their best work with someone being silent, that the words and the language and their story crystallized interferes in the message and they just want to strictly put their hands on them. So for me, it's about what I feel the gifts I've been given are and allowing them to show up freely. For whatever, whatever wants to be there in that moment.
0: Yeah. I'm totally on board with all of that. When somebody is working with you, I mean, I know that you're, you're a world traveler, you're all over the globe and we're getting <laughs> into that. So how are people working with you? Number one. And number two, is it a really long-term relationship? with your clients.
1: Yeah, thank you for the gift of technology. That has been so transformative, I think for many of us in the healing world and in healing practices and being able to access more people. So I work in a few different ways. I am part of a practice in Atlanta, Georgia with an integrative medical doctor. And so she originally was a traditional pediatrician that moved into complementary integrative medicine. And so I've been able to work with a completely different audience with her and that she originally had a lot of kids coming to her since she was originally a pediatrician. So I schedule to go down to Atlanta regularly and see her patients within her practice to offer homeopathy. And then I do follow-ups over Skype or FaceTime. So some patients um, in her practice, they've they've been seeing her for a while and I may not necessarily need to see them in person initially. So it just really depends on their schedule, but also there might be a child that their challenges make it so they can't leave home. So I'm always happy to have that ability to do online communicating. And then uh, outside of that, I do Skype sessions, FaceTime, Distance work. Sometimes it's face to face over um, one of those modes, or somebody might come to me in person. So that travelings are really allowed that flexibility to continue to connect with people. And some people I might see for a few months, and their challenges resolved, and other people I'll see for several years, and that tends to be people that I've met when they were younger, and as as life evolves and challenges come about, they reach out to me again, or people that want to do the kind of holistic life guidance work that I do will contact me and just say, listen, I have this going on and I feel like I'm struggling. I think I just want to have a session with you to talk and see what comes up and maybe work with some flower essences. And so I also work with the Bach Flower Essences and another line called Flora Corona that are flowers and gems and light. And they're an amazing experience and tool. But again, it really depends on where the person's coming from and where they want to go with it.
0: I'm so glad that you brought up the flower essences because I'm a huge fan and they complement energy healing so much. I mean, to me, they're like energy work that you can give yourself energy healing in a bottle. Mm -hmm. I would love for you to educate our listeners just a little bit more on how flower essences and, and gemstone essences work.
1: Yeah. And the really cool thing, most people know the Bach or Batch or it's the B-A-C-H line that again, you can find in your local health food stores or online. There's so many things available now. And Bach is how I pronounce him, was originally a homeopath. And he worked with a very specific group of remedies. And in his journey, he had the magical experience of connecting with the plant realm at a completely different level, which I think is a way you've been blessed with being engaged with it, where there is a communication, like there is a direct animating that occurs, where it comes to you and it connects with you. And he literally was, you know, walking through somewhere in England, and there are wonderful books about um, Dr. Bach and his journey. So I highly recommend. He has just some very there's some very short books about his experience that I find very empowering for people to learn. They can just open themselves up in a different way and listen and see what shows up. And so basically the the plants and their spirits started speaking to him. And he realized that certain plants could help certain soul challenges or emotional conditions. And now there are entire repertories, entire books that you can look up issues around abuse or addiction or travel stress. And they tell you the flower essences that will support you in that. And I love, love, love it because they're not going to hurt you. It's not going to create another illness. It's not going to cause another stress. They're a very gentle, beautiful support that just works like magic because you, it is a tincture and you can take it directly or add it to your water. And you a know, practitioner like myself would tell you how to incorporate it into your day and actively work with it and um there are lots more flower essences now i mean it, it used to be 12 to 14 to 38 and now it's you know 144 and from different parts i think Alaska has their own light essences and Australia definitely does which makes sense they're from different parts of the world and it's a beautiful tool and it's one of those that i encourage people that they can engage with on their own to see what they connect with or like i was speaking about come and have a session and i hear what's going on with them hear what their challenges are and then choose a group of flower essences for them to take for several weeks and see kind of how that energy shifted for them. And it's it's a beautiful tool.
0: Wow. What an empowering way to work with the plant spirits and to have ongoing support. I know in the sessions that that we have done together over the phone, like say I've called you with a specific intention of something that I was working on and, and we did some time together over the phone. And then in the mail I would get this magical, beautiful (laughs) bottle. (laughs) And it would just feel so good to take it when I would think of the issue that I was healing or something would come up, some kind of stressor or whatever, but just to have that, that tool, that power to use that.
1: And it's a really beautiful way for people to learn, to engage with that, that it literally can be a conversation like, Hey, do I want to ingest you today? And just see what comes up. I mean, it really welcomes that, where well, I would not encourage the same thing with a homeopathic remedy, unless it was someone I knew well, and I knew that they could sense their own energies and what was needed. The flower essences really allow that flexibility where you don't have to stress too much, am I going to overdose on this? It doesn't, it doesn't have that kind of aspect. Then you talked about also the, the other essences I work with that incorporate the gems and the light, and it's That is amazing how that just brings up a whole other spectrum and aspect of healing because the gems, you know, we think of rocks like, oh, well, they're not, they don't move. They're not animate. They absolutely are. They grow, crystals grow over time. You can look on the internet and see this fabulous crystal caves in Mexico that have been discovered in the past decade, I think. And you know, I think we've even played games and friends where they're like, you know, I had this crystal on my windowsill and I looked at it a year later and it literally had another crystal point on it. Crystals <laughs> are also living, evolving things. It's just like a tree at a much slower pace. We would absolutely recognize that a tree grows and it births and it has a cycle and the flowers do. And so the the gems do as well. And then that concept of understanding frequency of course, it goes into light and sound. And so those light essences are really, again, another level of they're ready for you when you're ready for them and can can bring awakening and support and have very specific purposes through different challenges. And I just always, it's so fun to see what comes up for someone. And it might be unexpected, like, mm, I don't know if they're really open to the color essences, but I have to present this to them and I'll share with the person what it's for. And then they'll just go, I can't believe you said that this was my grandmother's favorite color. And she has been with me and she passed away five years ago. And then all of a sudden a whole other facet of this person is shown to me and they, they trust me and share that with me. And without a doubt with like clockwork, it will, Absolutely makes sense to me and to them. And it'll be something I could have had no idea about. And it just opens up a whole other level of connection and healing and beauty that I just treasure.
0: And I really respect a healer that has a good relationship with all the kingdoms. I I feel like, you know, you work with all, all of our relations, you know, whether it's the plants or, you know, the gems or the animal spirits. Do you have a particular kingdom that? is your love, is your favorite to work with?
1: Oh, wow. You know, and that is something that's probably always evolving too, because without a doubt for a very long time, it was the gems. I really, I grew up in a family with my mother as an artist, which is the never ending gift. I mean, it really, I, the older I get and the more I meet people and engage, I see what a gift it is to grow up with art in my life and how that opened me up and opened me to so many things and ways of seeing the world and just a joy that I always connect with. And so when I was very, very young, I was given a Native American bead loom. I can't remember if I asked for it because I had seen it somewhere or it was given as a gift, but from, you know, I'm talking maybe seven or eight beads became a passion and continue to still be a passion. And I always loved to work with my hands doing weaving or knitting, but beadwork was just, was my jam. (laughs) I mean, I just (laughs) absolutely loved the creativity of that. And then probably when I was about 22, someone introduced me to the concept of a mala. And I'd already played with crystals and things like that prior to that, just loved having them around, you know, kind of next level up from a pet rock. I just love the color and the light of them and engaging with them. But when I learned about malas, which is often gemstones, I mean, traditionally, I think it's more seeds, like from the East, a prayer mala is like the Eastern version of, version of a Catholic rosary. And there's a certain number of beads on it, and it's for prayer and meditation. And a lot of people know it because of the Eat, Pray, Love book and movie and that using those for meditation. But whenever I was introduced to the idea of a mala and needing... A gemstone, which at the time was carnelian to support my root chakra, my first chakra, um, I just completely fell in love with faceted gemstones and started incorporating them into the jewelry I made. So that is definitely continues to be a lifelong passion of working with the stones and the colors of stones and the healing properties of stones and making pieces if someone is working through an illness that can support that, or if there's a chakra challenge, Helping them know which stones can be allies and strengthening that, just like taking a super green powder. You know, there are gemstones that can support different organs and different body parts. And there are Chinese medicine systems that incorporate them into acupuncture and knowing the gemstones for acupuncture. And so, yeah, I would say the gemstone kingdom, <laughs> that whole area of the minerals were a big part of my life. And ironically, when I learned about homeopathy, homeopathy, one approach breaks it up into different kingdoms. Do you have a remedy from the animal kingdom, a mineral kingdom, the plant kingdom? There are various. And my nature has definitely at different times been mineral in that it's more structured. You think about the hardness of rocks and crystals versus the temporariness of a flower, let's say, or an animal that has a life cycle. Stones have much more structure and facets to them. And so that's also, I love math and spreadsheets and budgeting. And I, I have a background in having worked in production and advertising that required a lot of mathematics. So it's fascinating when you find a piece of yourself like that, that, that lights up and aligns with another, another area.
0: Wow. I'm I'm not surprised that carnelian is a friend to you. As well. <laughs> that was like one of my best friends I made in the, in the mineral kingdom early <laughs> <up>, on. <you know? laughs> and you know, like I always say to people if they feel overwhelmed, like whether it's like gems or flower essences or animal totems, whatever, you know, you don't make you don't make friends with everybody all at once. If you walk into a
1: party, you know, I always say it like that. Like you just kind of make friends as you go. Isn't that the way it is for you? I love that. That's such a great way to describe it. Yeah. And that, that makes me think of homeopathy as well, because you know, when they start to, people get, start to know homeopathy, then they want to do their own research and they want to know about their remedies. And then they start saying, "Was this a good remedy or a bad remedy? And they're basically saying, you know, am I a good person or am I a bad person? Is this, it's like, like us, we have so many facets. It's not, It's not. You might be expressing, um, as you go through life, you might be in a, a time where you feel more heavy hearted. And so is that bad and you're a bad person or you're dark? It's like, no, you're expressing the night to your day or your quiet retreat time to your being out in the world time. So absolutely go to that party and you might connect with the wildest one in the room at one time in your life or the quiet one in the corner at another time. And it's the same way with the the essences and the remedies. Like it's just a matter of where you're at and what resonates, not good, not bad. It's just frequency.
0: I love that. And how long did it take you? You know, if anyone out there is interested in homeopathy, I'm curious about what the training is like. And also, gosh, it seems, it, it seems like it has to be a very intuitive process. So how long did it take (laughs) <laughs> you get really comfortable with remedies.
1: Well, don't be discouraged how long it took me <laughs> because my my journey was a wild one in that I was a caretaker for my mom in the middle of this process, of course, as these things come in. So there, there are various routes and it also depends on how you want to use it and what your end goal is or just how you evolve into the process because you can take very simple basic first aid 12 to 36 remedy, like through the, um, all worlds health practice that I'm part of, we offer a basics of homeopathy, get to know your kit class. And so that would just focus on acute injuries. It's great for parents who have children because it's really those bumps and bruises and scrapes and fevers. And Dr. Diamco does it with me because she has the medical doctor perspective, which then also says, okay, keep in mind if you have shortness of breath or Fever has spiked, you need to get medical help. You know, we are very much, and myself, I am not an all or nothing person. It's not homeopathy or go away. I am all about incorporating lots of different things. And there is a place for traditional allopathic medicine, there is a place for homeopathy, there's a place for all of it. So we have chosen to offer a course that kind of does the basics that gets people started on the road. And It's great. It's empowering. You realize, wow, it can be simple and easy and okay, bruise, arnica, and I've got this, do that. And then what happens is then you want to learn more and you realize, whoa, this is a big wild world that requires a lot of study and commitment and focus whenever you want to step out of just acutes because acutes really just focus on the physical symptoms and maybe a little bit of the emotional aspects And helps you see how we all express differently. Anxiety looks different for everyone. A fever looks different for everyone. And so then there are courses that are two years long. A lot can be done through distance learning. It's a great program out of um, the United Kingdom that I did their parallel program in New York. And so I went through their program in New York and then that program, and this was in The early 2000s, I think it was about 2002 or three when I started that because my homeopath had introduced me to another program as well. So I started on independent study and then I pursued this two to four year program and then my school changed. So I joined another school and then I ended up deciding to get my master clinician um, certification through a school in Canada. So my journey was actually multiple years with also caretaking in between. So, and I also went to the highest level possible with it, which is a very, you've gotta be committed and dedicated and a, a self learner and follow through and really get into it. And also I encourage people, you have to do your own work. You've got to know yourself because I see so often people through their own journeys of healing, like many of us then want to offer that to somebody else but to really hold the space for someone because you, the things that will come into your room and come across your path of healing will be really intense at times and something beyond your capability. So I I, I really encourage people to do your own healing work, your own therapy, know your limits and have no one to refer people out. And I think that is another level of commitment and time and years of study, but that's, that's my journey answer to these programs are two to four years or one month of acute learning about acutes. But to, the, do the, to do the full level to be a homeopath is multiple years of study.
0: Which is very different from what you've helped me with, with a little homeopathy kit at home to have a basic understanding of treating my son and by no means doing it professionally. But what a great encouragement and support to have those tools with a little bit of understanding about how for, for people to be helping their families in their homes, right?
1: Yes. It's and it's an amazing gift of a healing process because I just see it over and over, people learning about themselves and also learning to see that illness and dis ease is not outside of ourselves. One of the processes that I work with in a session with someone is really to help them untrain themselves on how they see illness and that it is something to eliminate. And part of that is the traditional allopathic Western medicine model is symptoms that we have are a problem. You go to someone and you say, I have this, and they give you a pill or a medicine in some form to make that symptom go away. So it's this idea, there's a bad thing, it needs to be eliminated, get it out of me, like like a splinter in our finger. When in actuality, the homeopathic approach and how we interpret it and how I encourage people to see it is the symptoms are the language of the body. It is just our friend talking to us saying, this is what's going on. Please help me. It's not to to put tape over their mouth or to cover their eyes or to take something away. It's how can I help your body heal itself because it's expressing that it's stuck for some reason because the body is healing itself all the time. Our natural orientation is our body's we'll heal it, repair it. Sometimes it'll take longer than others. But if it's not healing, it's because the body needs assistance and additional information to heal itself. And that's what I offer through homeopathy. I really encourage people not to see me as the one doing it because your healing is not outside of you. It is within you. It is in your power to bring forward. And I am there to hold your hand as you do that.
0: Yes. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Well, before we move on, I have a million things I want to talk to you about and a million different topics, but how can people learn from you? Um, have a session with you? And what what all courses do you offer right now?
1: Yeah, great. So um I do have a website, exowellness.com, and people can contact me there just through the information form and set up a time to have an hour session all of my so if you do a homeopathic consult it's a, more of a commitment for a longer term process and that, i require that first session be an hour and a half to two hours that seems to be the space people need to really get comfy share the story that they're so used to telling and then really get into it and then a follow-up session happens in six to eight weeks after that and i recommend to people to anticipate Two to three follow-up sessions to one analyze for me to assess if the remedy's working or not, and either change remedies, and give them time to experience the healing. And then that's a large enough window that they can say, "Thank you. This has been amazing. I feel better," or "I'm not sure homeopathy is for me. I need to try something different," because I'm always aware of people having to evaluate their options and pick what they are able to do at that time. So I feel that that's the space to do that in. And then any of the other sessions are usually an hour. And so again, can set up and I talk about my different services and offerings. And I like to do that, set up that consult time beforehand, because some people might say, hey, I know I want to work with you. I know about this, but I don't know too much about that. Can you explain it a bit? And then we customize to fit their life, to fit their budgetary need, their time, what they're looking to do. And then I help them understand what I can offer that fits into that space.
0: Does anyone ever call you and say, hey, can you help me find a piece of jewelry, like a gemstone that would be beneficial for me to wear? Does anyone ever just ask you that?
1: Yes. I've had people know that they've seen my jewelry on someone and then they go, well, somebody said that they got it for somebody because they were going through an illness, but I can't remember it was. I don't understand what that means. Can you please explain it to me? So then I tell them, yes, I offer either, I don't have to talk to the person. You can say, listen, my friend is going through this. Uh, You know, she likes these colors. Do you think you could create this item for her? And I ask them, you know, what's your budget? Can you tell me a little bit about the person? And then I might create a piece of jewelry with them, be it a necklace or a bracelet, or it might be something they just want to keep in their space, or they just want to understand more about gemstones and want to have something to carry with them to experience the healing of that stone. So for sure, people call me with that. And I also, over the years, have worked with dowsing a lot. And um, they can find out more because I know you've talked about that and learn about our dowsing journey. And I incorporate that, especially in those processes where maybe I don't get to meet the person or know the person. And so I connect to those unseen energies and those other forces around us to help figure out what would best resonate with that person, be it for a jewelry or even an essence or, um, various things. People come to me and ask about that. Or even, you know, I've had a family member contact me saying they've lost something, you know, they can't find their credit card and I've helped them through dowsing to find their credit card in their house in another state. And, uh, and I, it's just an amazing, amazing thing to work with dowsing and the energies.
0: And for someone who is so, connected and tapped in and, and doing such a great work in this world to help so many people. How did you get this way, Carrie? Did you have a, a wake up call to be like this? Or were you always like this?
1: Ah, that's great. Thank you. Because it's, it's funny because there's, there's also, I, I've definitely had the path of having to give myself permission more and more. That analytical part of myself that loves the math and the spreadsheets and has been in corporate America and worked on you know, in an ad agency in New York City and, and had really intense work environments, this other more, as we like to call it, the woo, the other woo side of me <laughs> um, has always been around there. I mean, I was not someone who saw, I mean, I hear wonderful stories of people who had imaginary friends that then stayed with them through teenage years where it wasn't, okay, this is not just imagination. There's something really going on. I wasn't one of those kids.
0: I hope you've enjoyed these interviews with Carrie and I invite you to check out my Patreon page and become a supporter of the show. I have a bonus interview with Carrie Hamilton where we go really deep into discussing more into uh, the topics that we were on in this conversation. It never seems like there's enough time. So many things I want to talk to her about, but we really get into what it means to be a healer on a deeper level and how there's that balance between continuing education and always wanting to learn more and always upping your game and having a lot to offer. And then also being brave enough to put your offerings and your gifts out in the world right here, right now with what you've got. So I hope you enjoy that interview. And I'm also excited to offer eBooks, downloads, um, PDFs, lots of information. So if you love learning like I do, you will most certainly enjoy Patreon. Check out patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Evangeline Hemrick. And when you become a Patreon supporter of the show, you are also invited into a private community of healers and people who want to make positive change together in this world. And if it isn't a good time for you to become a Patreon supporter and join the community, I would so appreciate a review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you like to listen to the show. Thank you so much for being in the healing room. Listeners like you are helping me bring useful information to the world. And I appreciate you.